Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio Time! Outlaw! Okay, why why are we playing this song when well I I can use this as a teaser. Uh, Bo Donaldson of Billy Don't Be a Hero fame will be here in one hour. Yes, that Bo Donaldson. This song. My my buddy in Chicago, uh, John Thomas, is thinking, why well, boy, that's a fine song to bring. Uh, Oh, Chicago, uh, man. Uh, what does that have to do with me? Hey, John, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Uh, first of all, my question to you, you are in Chicago, first of all, correct? That is correct. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. now second of all... How many uh, shootings were there today? No, I'm kidding. No, no. We're not talking about <laughs> shootings in Chicago. That's not... that. Believe me, that's not the basis for this phone call to my dear, dear friend, uh, John Thomas, um, who I have not spoken to... Uh, since I believe 1983 or 84, and John, I I need to ask you this question: What, whatever happened to us, John? <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. Uh, when I met you, you were hauling boxes across the San Fernando Valley looking to saw women in half. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> well, so he was when he tuned out. <laughs> no, it's but but that's the honest to god truth. And Did the cops ever find him? <laughs> so what? What of our listeners or viewers or whatever they happen to be? But uh, you know, obviously they have exceptional taste if they're tuning into Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio on YouTube and Rumble dot com and uh, great radio stations. Uh, and and thank you for that. But somebody sent me a picture of one of my red buttons that I completely forgot that I ever had made, saw your boss in half, uh, and then my phone number. Do you remember those, John? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah, did, yeah, what, you, you had a Celica, too. It was hard to get those boxes into that car. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It was saw your boss in half. I started that in uh, in L.A. and I, I See, my recollection was I began that in Houston, Texas, because I did TV commercials, saw your boss in half, wow. with my girlfriend at that time, the gal that I should have married, Helene Pena, beautiful uh, Latin gal. And I made the big mistake of not wanting to be married at that time, but whatever. I mean, I have a I have a daughter with another woman, and that's a blessing in my life. Uh, yeah, John, we all have stories like that. John, John, okay, do you have a story like that? Do you have any children, John? No, I do not. Okay, John, John Thomas, smart, and I, I, smart I, man. I did mention. Wait, what does that mean, Dave? It means he gets more for himself. Well, right, you're you know? what? You're a kid hater. You're a child oh, hater. Just... I travel light. Right. <laughs> travel light. Yeah. <laughs> okay, John Thomas, always an articulate, funny son of a bitch. Plus, great hamburgers. And uh, what? Oh, that's Dave Thomas. I'm sorry. That's Dave Thomas. Yeah, that's that's a different wow. guy. John Thomas and I uh, have not seen each other. Uh, what forty? Is that forty years? Yep. It's okay. 40. And I have a special place in my heart for this guy. Why? Because the man is a smart man with in- incredible, uh, clever notions and comedic timing. In fact, do you recall? Or was this a, some sort of a nightmare or dream of mine that we did a a parody of Gilligan's Island? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so you're laughing because you probably haven't thought about this in years. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Do, do, John, do you... 
Do you do you have a copy of that anywhere? No, I do not. I do not. I mean, it's been a long time. I don't even know if the tape would yeah. still be functional yeah because it was cassette i believe that the master was on was on cassette but uh you know we were doing all of the characters from lovey to the skipper to i i think you played gilligan because you have you have that gilligan voice right john absolutely i'm a, I'm a gilligan type and of course you're the skipper <laughs> yeah. now wait a second i know i see, the professor also yeah hey we had the professor on our show about uh, 10, 12 years ago, obviously before he died. But what a beautiful guy, man. He was one of the great guys. I have got to tell you, uh, this is my first time here on your show. I am so honored to be on your show. I was reading your list of of your past guests, but I was a little bit alarmed by how many of them have passed away. Um, (laughs) Well, that's... that's, uh, that's Shelly Berman, Jeff Conway, oh, yeah, yeah. Jay Thomas, Merv Griffin. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, legends all, to be sure. But, you know, do I have anything to worry about? Well, here's the thing, John. It's been a running gag. And I guess a little more, it's turned out to be more than a gag yeah. over the years. That once you appear on this show, you have about two weeks. <laughs> I mean, we we, we play like a game. A, we it's play like a cosmic way station. <laughs> yeah, play, that's the way I would describe it. Yes, Mart, my yeah, brother we play, Mart. We play we play a little game called Guess Who's Dead sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's a dirty rotten shame. It really is. And I hope it's horrible. I hope that we don't have to play this game in the next couple of weeks oh, regarding no. uh, John Thomas in Chicago. Now, yeah. John, stay home, John. John was well, a radio I live in guy. Chicago, so you know, there's a decent chance. That's why I said stay home. No, it's true. Now, now John, John and I worked together at, uh, and and by the way, no call letters here because it doesn't matter, a 50,000 watt flamethrower called KFI. Oh, wait, I gave up the ghost. (laughs) But we worked together when we were playing music on that radio station. And to this day, John Thomas, what the hell was your position at that station? And let me, before you answer, because we we had, Paul Gardner was hired at the same time as my own self. He was the yeah. assistant program director. I was brought in as production director, even though I didn't know how to use a four track. Didn't to, know how to turn a dial. No, no, no. To save, <laughs> to save my friggin' life. By the way, life. John, he still doesn't. Yeah, so, so. John, so John Thomas, no, I don't know. I still don't really know how to use a four track, but, but I I will tell you, John Thomas always seemed to sort of have his act together, but to this day, after 40 friggin' years, John, I still don't know what your title was at that radio station. Yeah, yeah, it's a mystery. <laughs> he doesn't even know. Now, I, 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 I made up a title, which I thought fit. I was like assistant music director because I would put all the music on carts. Right. But, and then but, later, after after you left there, after you went to Houston, yeah, I was producer of Loman and Barkley. By the way, t- I, I had an actual title doing that. Well, by, hey, by the way, John, uh, talented guys, man. The the Loman and Barkley, uh, talented guys, uh, <laughs> funny guys, man. You know, Al Loman lived in Palm Springs, and he would commute uh, every morning, and that's a that's a long commute. But at that time of the morning, yes. it probably took him uh, right. I don't know ninety minutes, whatever the hell, uh, from Palm Springs to Hollywood, which is where uh, we were. We had our own facilities back in the day when it was a one station operation. Oh wait. <laughs> second two station it was kost and uh, and yeah. kfi but uh, close to wilshire 
And he would, as I understand it, Paul Gardner would tell us that Al Lohman, before he had to be on the air at 6 in the morning, he'd be sitting in the parking lot drinking beers. And he would... Yeah, true story. <laughs> true story. <laughs> Down, it was Coors Light. Oh, boy. <laughs> Always Coors Light. Yeah. Yep. And so he would. It was, it was like his equivalent of coffee. Yeah, right. He would come in soused. And by the way, I can hear. I can feel. Did it. not detract from his funny, John. Uh, oh, I think <laughs> probably he added. Yeah. Yeah. No, he mm-hmm. would. No, he was great. So you finally had a title. And wait, wait. A couple questions that have been really nagging me for years. How long were you at that station before I arrived? Uh, maybe a year. Okay, so you were around for a year. So our program director, did he find you cute? What the hell was that, John? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, I look, I had experience. I'd, I'd worked uh, with Howard Stern in D.C. Right. before I got there. Oh, wait, so wait, wait. It wasn't like... Stop, stop. Now it's coming back to me. Okay. John Thomas, another reason I knew I liked this guy for many, many reasons. John Thomas is the one that turned me on to Howard Stern. John told me that I have a a comedic sensibility like Howard. You told me that back in the day. And you played some... I invented the word Stern-esque. Yeah, yeah yes, wow. you, yes, you did. And he played some air checks of Howard. He said, Matt, he said, this guy is brilliant. And I don't know if he, John called me brilliant, but he said, you have that that thing and it was air checks it was uh it was before howard ended up at wnbc in new york he was a dc 101 in washington yes it was john thomas that turned me on to stern and by the way 100 correct uh turns out to be one of the greatest interviewers of all time howard and and you know those uh, john thomas who poo poo him because of the poo-poo humor and the scatological stuff. They think that that's all he's about. That's That really has nothing to do with it. He's He, he truly is. And I'll tell you what, a lot of the folks who are uh, into this show and digging us on the air right now are going to say, oh, how can you prop Howard up? I can prop him up because he, he is a tremendous radio entertainer. Do you not agree, John Thomas? Absolutely, the real deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and this is the man that uh, that certainly brought him into my uh, sights. So well, he was part of you. You were part of his team. You worked. You worked on his show. Yeah. Did you work with him in DC? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I worked the overnight show before he got on. Wow. And then he asked me to stay around and do voices. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and then they had me coming in when Robin Quivers wasn't available. Uh, they would have me come in and do the news. That, that makes sense, man. See, see, this man, John Thomas, always had a great radio acumen. I mean, he's not only that, he's real smart about radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, we, John and I, okay, did we ever, did we, you and I, were we ever at the Tiki Tea uh, the Paul and- Okay, because I only think of Paul Gardner and you. Now you said you gave yourself a title, but it was my big fat Mexican friend Tommy Arenas, God rest his soul, mm-hmm. who who I believe had the title of assistant music director. So how could there be two assistant music directors? Mm. Mm. Yeah. He may have been just for KFI. <laughs> oh, oh, so he was. So wait a second. So you were doing both stations. 
I was, yeah. Okay, this sounds like crap. This sounds, I still, <laughs> I, I still don't know, and I'm not certain John ever knew. So we did spend some time, and that was my first. That was my first blush with alcohol. Was the tiki tea, John? You were, I think, you were a drinker from way back. Your preference, I believe, was uh, Asian beers, if I recall. Uh, yes, which you know fit in with our. Hang out at uh, Yamashiro. Yeah, I knew. I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to bring this up. Uh, John Thomas and I would hang out at a place that uh, today, as I mentioned last hour, you can't get a drink there for less than twenty eight dollars, and two a couple can't get out of that joint for less than five hundred dollars. It's it's and usually we were the only ones there. Yes, because if you remember back at that time, eighty three, eighty four, John Thomas, yeah. Yamashiro was a Essentially, a dive bar. It was a. Yes, it was. You you had you had uh, like like uh, rock bands that yeah. would wander in from Sunset Boulevard. Yes, back in the big hair when when yes. big hair. Yep. Uh, Heavy metal was starting. Yeah, and you and see, you were. I was going to say you were into the. You weren't into the bands, but you knew every band. And one night, we're minding our own business, never at Yamashiro's, and <laughs> and and I think I I wasn't even really drinking back then. Really, I was probably drinking coffee. I've always been a a coffee connoisseur. But John Thomas with his beers, and there's this group of guys, um, pretty close to where we're sitting. We always sat at the window where we used to jump through this open window but it didn't it did not open to the outs well it did because it was let me explain real quickly uh yamashiro's in the middle of the joint there was a a false roof that would yeah. open up mechanically and then it would let the 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 wilderness in Santa Ana winds are coming through and and no. but John and I would would just I mean and and I think he would get sloppy drunk because I don't remember back in that time do you remember getting sloppy drunk a few times, sure. Okay, yeah. but it was I'm me. It I'm was glad you were driving your your Celica, even with the you know. <laughs> yeah, so boxes in the back. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I wasn't on, and we jumped through the window, and, we, and they let us get away with all sorts of things. But so there's, I think, three or four dudes in the other room. Frolicking in the koi pond. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a koi pond, but yeah. but John spots these guys. He'd had a few beers at this point, and he went over and he said, oh, he said, why? Why are you guys? Why do you guys make your music so political? <laughs> and and, and, he, and he, I, I forget what their answer was. Do you recall before I give the punchline of who these guys were? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What did they give you an answer? Uh, I, they gave me a sneer, which fit right in. With the, you know. By the way, these guys that I'm speaking of, the Clash. Uh, <laughs> it's the Clash. That's funny. I love the Clash. Oh yeah, yeah. Should I stay or should I be political? <laughs> but John, John, with his whole thing was, why are you guys always so effing? And I think he used that effing political in your songs. And you know, they, and I love John for that. It was no holds barred. He was always sort of, you know, sort of an out of the box dude. And you remember. That hot Asian, God, after 40 years, I remember this. I remember this. So it's emblazoned in my memory. That hot Asian chick who you wanted to marry, you wanted to be with for the rest of your life, and I remember her name. Do you? Uh, no, you stumped me. Yeah. <laughs> Young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember beautiful, sweet Young. Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I. 
he wanted to bed her so bad. I mean, John Thomas loved this gal. She must have been hot. You know, hey, you're you're 23 years old. You know, I mean. Oh yeah, we want to nail everything. She must have been hot. What do you mean? I still do. And by the way, she yeah, that's tattoo Dave. But I I will tell you this: uh, she was she was hot, and she's she's uh, pretty much as old as we are now, John. Still hot. Yeah, she's old age. Say what? Yep. So maybe I'm in her league now. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, she was always affable. I don't think you ever really came on to her that strong, and I think you may, you, you in retrospect, you should have. You know, I mean, that that might have been a lost it's love. Opportunities. You know, that, yeah, that you you let go. Those are the things you regret. <laughs> yeah, those are regrets. Well, you've had a few. Uh, both of us have. Um, okay. One night, 2 o'clock in the morning. John Thomas gets this great friggin' idea because he's a rebel. He's always been a rebel. I don't know if he's a rebel these days because this is a man that we, we, he and I worked together at the same radio station here in Los Angeles 40 years ago. But at this time, he thought it was a really, really swell idea to drive through when we could call it South Central Los Angeles back in that day, the hood at two o'clock in the friggin' morning. Good idea. Do you recall this, John? Yeah, I, at the time I was just getting interested in um, what do you call it? What's the the dance where you spin around? <laughs> Which what is it? Macarena? <laughs> oh no! 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 Where you you put down a piece of cardboard and you spin oh, around on break it. dancing? Oh, break dancing! Break dancing! Yes. Yeah. It was just coming in. Right. I wanted to see some of it done at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, he went to no. the source. He went straight to the source. Oh, he went right to the source. No, but dig, yeah. Yeah, dig, dig <laughs> this. This is a guy that says, okay, he's had enough beers, and he's thinking. There's got to be some people doing it on the street. By the way, that was back in the day when you could drink and drive. Good old days. So here, here's the thing. So is John just uh, John Thomas just said, made total sense to me. It's like, I want to see some break dancers. So here we are after two Two o'clock in the morning, we were pulled over by by police officers. Do you recall this? I do not recall that. You don't recall this? Okay, we were pulled. I, do I don't know. We were pulled over. You, you, I believe, were driving at this point. You know, this once again back in the day when they didn't really give an ass about DUI, and John never seemed drunk anyway, just always flippant and sarcastic. So, so they, you know, he rose down the window, and the cop simply said to John Thomas, "You know, uh, what what are you doing here at uh, two o'clock in the morning?" Meaning South Central LA, the hood. John said, well, it's a, fr- it's a free world, man. <laughs> it's like a, like a cheap so, answer. You know, it's a free world. And so the cop simply said, he said, so John said, what was I doing wrong? He said, you were doing nothing wrong. But we saw two white guys, two o'clock in the morning in <laughs> South Central LA. And John said, so what, what's wrong with that? What, what, you know, what, what have I done wrong? And the cop said, we're simply looking out for your safety. We're saving your lives. Yeah, we, we, we may be saving your lives. And John said, we'll save someone else's life, man. It's a free country. a free." I country. want to see some freaking breakdancing. It's, it's a free country. <laughs> so is this coming back to you at all? Yes, yes. I I think it was around USC someplace. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, great neighborhood. Oh, it's a beautiful neighborhood. So, John John Thomas, what do you do for a living? Because I have no friggin' idea. I do public relations. For? Once again, he's got no title. Well, right right now I do public relations for some uh, condo associations. 
Oh, okay, okay. I, uh, I, I. Here's here's what I think. By the way, what what is that? Is that your I, phone in I, there, Dave? I is it his it phone? Yeah, but if your I think phone, it's his. well, it could be yours. Try try grabbing it away because uh, it's messing this I, up. I think it's John's. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, I I think that John Thomas, and I may be wrong, um, but I I think that uh, we may be diametrically opposed politically. What do you think? I think that's a good call. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. I I would like to tell you that I I would rather that not get in the way of perhaps from this time on uh, in our friendship because you're a guy, I don't give an S what side of the aisle you're on. What I care about is A... You're a good guy. You obviously have uh, ridiculous notions politically, and <laughs> but but you're a smart guy and you're a funny guy. And and I just want you to know that after all these years and all the escapades, we've had a gazillion Sounds escapades. Like I wish I was there. Oh, we were having the greatest <laughs> times of our life. We were both uh, like 20, 21 years old, man. Yeah. Rock in the hood. Yeah, yeah. in L.A. In Hollywood, uh, working in radio. Um, yeah, you know, great music, great uh, talented people we were working with. Yeah, those were the days. Man. By, by the way, John Thomas was on the positive tip of when Doves Cry by Prince yeah. before anyone, yeah. before anyone. He knew, he knew that was a hit before anyone. And I, I saw, I saw Prince in DC. Yeah, in '81. Yeah, and fantastic. Oh yeah, no, uh, you know, no. really made a. Impression. Yeah, my. Uh, I think it was during controversy. Oh, oh which uh, even 1999. Hey, by by the way, controversy. One of my favorite songs, and my my aforementioned uh, woman, Helene Pena in Houston, the woman I almost married. She dragged me to a Prince concert, and I'm so glad she did because it was one of the greatest concerts of all time. And I I left that place thinking, okay, that guy may be a friggin' genius. Oh, and, he is. Yeah, God percent plays every instrument. God on the rest. Planet. God rest his soul, man. That that's yeah. a guy that. It shouldn't have died, didn't have to die, and son of a bitch, it pisses me off. What doesn't Put piss me you on your show? What, Prince? No, he yeah. never did the show. No, never did the show, uh, unfortunately. Okay, well, I was thinking, you know, the guest the guest list is... Oh, yeah, the only people who are dead now. No, we <laughs> yeah. got a few left. Uh, no, uh, no, boy. rarely. Uh, John Thomas, I, I love you with all my heart. I, I'm, I'm so glad that I was right about our political afflictions. I just knew we were not on the same page. Um, I hope you're having a great life in Chicago, and with your permission, we'll continue this maybe with a personal call. This is the first time, honest to God, I've talked to this man in 40 years, but a, a guy that I, I respect, and uh, and you're funny as hell, and I just, I love you dearly, and this has been a real fun time, man. Well, it's mutual, Matt. I I, I love your show on 70s on 7. Seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, because it's been a long time since I've heard "Torn Between Two Lovers." <laughs> <laughs> well, if, listen, listen. If you can't belly up to the bar with a little Mary McGregor in right. your ear, then who right, they? Right. Who run they? Bad Apple. Run, Joey, run. You know. <laughs> run, Joey, well, run. Yeah. <laughs> Fun, funny, because speaking of that, Bo Donaldson is on the show today in the next hour. Billy, don't be a hero. Oh, Mister Billy, don't be a hero. Hey, John Thomas, I I love you, buddy. I I'll I'll bug you, man, and. Uh, God darn it, I'm glad you're alive. 
because Tommy. Nice talking to you. you and because yeah, you know, so like, keep in touch, absolutely. Hey, hey, John, because you know Tommy, my big fat uh, Mexican buddy, and uh, and Paul Gardner, they dead. They're dead, oh, and and dead. John and I are the we're we're left standing. Whoops. All right, we'll be this after back on the big uh, ferocious dog of broad chasing. Met to say casting. That's what I meant. I meant. Magic Match Outlaw Radio on YouTube and Rumble.com and great radio stations across the country. Thank you for being there. Thank you. So you're listening to Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio.